Okay. There it is. Beautiful there Friday. There it is. There we are. There we are. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's the ticket. Who used to say that? John? What's that comedian? Uh, John from Saturday Night um, Live. John Chubble. John, I forget what his name is. I'll tell you, this getting old stuff is no joke. When it comes to memory, I mean, oh, my God. This is crazy. No, no. What a beautiful Friday, though, huh, Jersey? Even Jersey's it beautiful is, today. It is beautiful, and I'm going to try to do a park walk today and hit 10,000 steps again. Oh. You know, when the weather's permitting, I, I can hit 10,000 steps five days a week. Because yeah. I don't think seven is necessarily good for yeah. somebody my age. <laughs> but... Um, not when it's 98 degrees and the humidity Mercy. is just suffocating. There's no way. I tried it, and I was like, I think Monday, all the way, if, if we can remember all the way back to Monday, John, I went walking at night, Brookdale Park in Bloomfield, and it was humid again. For some reason, it was like a day, it wasn't humid, then it was humid. Mm. And I'm like, this is, oh, this is no joke, you know? Right. It was a tough walk. You know, I shortened it up a little bit. And kept going, but we did it. But yeah, if you can't walk, if you can't walk, it's a two mile trek, you know. I can't walk around. That's a nice, that's a nice walk. Oh, but that's yeah. such a beautiful park too. Little hill going up, especially little, since they took down. all the cuisines out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They got people. That was over. back in the late eighties, wasn't it? Late eighties, used to circle it, just circle, circle. Guys, carloads of guys, carloads of girls. It it was ridiculous for it a was. point. Like you couldn't couldn't find a parking space. Yeah. People were out there, you know, waxing their their expensive, whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah. What was the car? The Z Rock or something. Oh, I Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Camaros. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> so so. And every once in a while, after like a hundred Camaros, some little Poindexter would would slide by in like a Porsche Carrera. Like fuck you. Mm. One time, I mean, listen, uh, I was part of that community, John, uh, you know, and uh, me and my friends were in our car. And we all had that, uh, doing that miracle lean to the center of the car. And uh, some old guy was crossing the street. I guess we, my friend cut it too close. Oh, this old God. guy called us every uh, ethnic slur you could think of. He was a little oh. bitter. But, I mean, look, we took it in stride and we just kept going. You know, back then you didn't get too excited. And, you know, we didn't have to call the cops. Well, the, the drivers of those cars used to lean to the center console. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, not, to the, not to the door, to the center, center console. Car, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. A miracle mile. Michael with his white Continental with red interior. I won't say his last name. If he's watching, he'll know. You had well, that was like 70 Michaels, <laughs> you know. Michael P. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely, yeah, the good old days, right? We always end up going to the good old days party segments, John. And me, I had a rusty Datsun B210 with rust holes straight through it. Well, how about before that, though? Well, the Guzzler. The Guzzler. The Guzzler. You when gas was play, cheap. You could play a, a, a full full complement baseball game in that in that car. <laughs> that and was I, what? A New, I, I was a New <laughs> That was what? A New Yorker. Right? Was Newport. it in New Newport? Okay, it was Chrysler, Chrysler Newport. Newport. It was a 1964, I think. It was from here to the. Um, from here to eternity. To, from, here to, <laughs> from here to the street. Unbelievable. When you slammed the doors of that car, boom. It was like, it's, oh, wow. It slammed. Yeah. You know, I was in a building today in Asbury Park. 
uh, an old restaurant. Well, you're all over the place. No, huh? I'm no joke. Uh, like, uh, and I had to go in this old building, and it was a real rustic-looking uh, tavern slash bar slash pub, whatever you want to call them nowadays. And to open the door, it, it creaked, John, but it was real heavy, just like mm-hmm. your car, mm-hmm. a yeah. real heavy door the way yeah. it used to make. And this door was so old, and but it was real heavy. It was a bar in Asbury? Oh, yeah. No, I'm serious. You're being sarcastic. No, yes, no, no, yes. Because I know a lot of the places. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure because the person actually had three restaurants in one location, three separate kitchens, a, a Mexican, Italian, and then the bar uh, pub. And they were connected by an alleyway in between. It was, like, amazing. I said, you guys are God, crazy. God bless the mob. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't look, look too mobster, but. Three bars in Asbury Park? Come on. Do you know what the uh, a liquor license in Asbury Park goes it's for? It's got to be more than a million bucks. Two Over. million? Over. Yeah. You know what? That's all politics. That's just the the local politicians doing the doing the job of the tomato crew to say, "Don't worry, we got you. Just keep just keep the little just keep the skay coming, Ray." And, and we'll keep everybody else out because who's going to pony up two and a half million to fucking sell Schlitz <laughs> at fucking Asbury Park? Schlitz. What what made a comeback? Uh, Rangold? Pabst. PBR. Pabst Blue Ribbon. All the young kids called PBR. Yeah. Remember the Pabst uh, Brewery on the parkway? Absolutely. My Uncle Johnny worked there. Oh, yeah? He was a driver. Yeah. Oh, wow. He used to, he used to deliver all of the Pabst to Giants, to Yankee Stadium. Stadium. Oh, wow. And he knew all of the Giants. And uh, he, used to, he used to give the Giants these gorgeous Pabst Blue Ribbon. They were light blue, kind of like this, this shirt, but, yeah, but yeah. light blue, yeah. with these gorgeous embroidered oh, you know, yeah, Pabst Blue yeah, Ribbon yeah. with the patch on the back. And, and the football players wanted those. Wow. So he'd bring a whole box load, and then they would give him like a football or this or that yeah. or a Giants hat. And then usually I got the Giants hat. My yeah, brother well, didn't want it. He wanted nothing, nothing well, to do with it. And don't forget, the players didn't make a lot of money back then. Football, no, they, baseball. Well, not like, yeah, not like today. I mean, look at, you know, uh, baseball players. We, they were into bowling alleys. Remember Rizuda Berra in Clifton? Yeah. Bowling alley? Do you remember Ron Mikulajic? No. Yeah, well, he, he was there when we were in high school. He played for the Giants. Oh, okay. He was a big, you know oak tree kind of guy yeah and uh my uncle johnny told me that he was talking to a bunch of the, the, the players during you know that were kind of hanging out during sure. practice like on yeah. the side whatever and they were talking about partying and who drinks more beer than anybody yeah he was tagged for drinking 312 12 ounce beers wow. in one engagement now it, it, could that be you know uh, Wow. I got I got news for you. I've seen college kids drink, you know, like a dozen beers like it's nothing. Yeah. You know, 125-pound college female, no names named. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know who that was. And, uh. um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, who am I to say? That's a lot of beer. Wow. Yeah. I no remember. Why he's dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of the football players were uh, – 
partiers, maybe still are, you know. Do you remember Troy Archer? Of course, I was just thinking of him. You remember, right? Yep. We saw him walk out of an establishment. It was me and you, right? Me and you, you and, and I think Gene. Me and you Gene. and Gene. Yeah. 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 And, um, he wasn't I in too we good of shape that night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he and his friends were loaded. Do you remember? Do you remember seeing them yeah. in their car on Route 17 as we were pulling out? Uh-huh. We got onto Route 17 to come back home, and there was a car loaded with men, and they were crawling on Route 17. Now, for those of you who don't know, Route 17 is kind of like a Route 46. It's you know, cars are doing yeah. 60, 70 miles an hour. Oh yeah. During rush hour on a weekday, it's bumper to bumper. Sure. But at night, on a Friday or Saturday night, late, like, you know, midnight, there's really kind of like nobody on that road. And they stopped. The, I remember who the driver was. The driver was Jim Clack. He was the center for the, for the Giants. And, wow. and they were packed in there like sardines. And there were like four or five of them because they were so huge. They were shit-faced drunk. And they stopped the car dead because they didn't know where the fuck to go. And I was like... Man, if the if mm. this ever hit the newspapers, oh, it's, it's unfortunate how Troy today it would hit the newspapers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he he, he passed away in he, a car accident. Yeah, well, he I the story because I read about it after that because mm. I, I was like a Troy Archer, you know. Remember, he was like tremendous football yeah, player he, as a as a um, number seventy seven. I think seventy four. Seventy four. I, I think he was. Uh, well, we can look at yeah. And he was uh, first year was a rookie NFL New York Giants. He was a big-ass white country boy. His ass was the size of this table, I thought. Mm. And, and each leg was like, wow. It's like, oh, who's going to move this guy? And he was all pro as a first-year uh, defensive tackle. Yes, think, defensive, right? I mean, absolutely. You know, they've tried to run by Troy Archer. They mm. weren't going anywhere. Mm. And I think it was right after his, his first year. Yeah. Like, not long after that. What first, second was, year. He... he I guess because of his paycheck or something, he, he got himself a brand new pickup truck. And he was on some lonesome road with a turn that was sharper than he thought, and it was raining and he was going too fast. And apparently, and he his pickup truck went off the road, turned over, and hit a tree, and he died. He was oh. dead. Troy Archer was finished before he even started. Uh, what a bright, bright future he had in front yeah. of him, yeah. Oh, my you God. Know. You know, John, you go back to the 70s and 80s, you know, I hate to say it, but drinking and driving for, for was, in our generation was kind of a hobby. I mean... Well, we knew it shouldn't happen, but it just wasn't, there was no mechanism behind it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you if you were out at a bar, you always, like, said, all right, we're going to drive, so I got to start drinking water, coffee, soda. Yeah, we, all the things that we saw on TV thought would work. Work, yeah, yeah. None, yeah. Of, it, none of it worked. Yeah. Coffee and milk. Coffee, give them coffee yeah. and milk. Yeah. It's like, that's not going to work. But by the <laughs> grace of God, right? <laughs> right, coffee and milk. Mm. Anyway, um... Then, slowly but surely, organizations started popping up. Mothers against this, students against that. And I have a story. I've got a story for everything. Amen. I was working at the trauma center, and uh, there were some real emotional moments in the trauma center. How could there not be? Well, you know, a lot of the other guys and gals, whether they didn't feel it or they did and they were just better at at hiding it (sighs) there was a trauma alert where 
three high school girls were bought in. Mm. By um, one was bought in by air helicopter, and the other two were bought in by ambulance. And uh, the three of them were high school friends, classmates. And the story, the backstory is just, I still can't get over it. There was this girl who I guess had had issues in her family or friends that somebody, you know, drunk driving, killed somebody or they were killed. You know, it was one of those family stories that was told over and over again. So she decided that uh, when it was her time to hit high school, she was going to start and found an organization called, you know, Students Against Drunk Drivers, that kind of thing. I don't mm. remember what the actual organization was called, but that's what it was. And on this particular night, they had a uh, an organizational meeting. And they held it at, I guess, the venue, the lecture hall in the high school. And all of the hobnobbers and the, and the, uh, and the bigs were there. You know, a representative from the board, the, pres the, uh, the principal of the school, you know, the school nurse, all of that stuff. So a couple of dozen people were there. People stood up, gave speeches and whatnot. So the school board president was there because he had to show his face. And when the meeting ended, the three girls set out walking home because the high school wasn't far from their house. And while they were walking along the sidewalk, a car was out of control and speeding. It hopped the curb and took the three of them out. Mm. Boom! Hit all three of them like a bowling ball going for the spare. Wow. Right. The girl that they choppered to us was mortally wounded. And her parents showed up lickety split. And uh, we told them, look, you know, she, her blood pressure's dropping. She's got blood in her belly. You know, we need to take her to the OR immediately. And they didn't really have a, a, an idea, a clue of how bad it was. Mm. We knew it could be bad, but, we, you know, until you open somebody up, you just don't know. We opened her up, and most of her, her solid organs were smashed into pate, mm. including her liver. She had no liver left. It was, uh, you couldn't even count the pieces. It was literally liver pot. Oh, so she took a direct shot then. She took a direct shot and probably the tires ran her over. And um, I was a third or fourth year surgery resident. And this case was all hands on deck. So it was, I was assisting the two trauma attendings. And I was praying for this kid. She was 16 or 17 years old. Mm. And um, we were losing her. And there was nothing we can do. So the attending said to me, listen, put your, put your fist on her aorta to keep her blood pressure up. Because most of the blood that she's losing is from just below her diaphragms. The aorta is the major artery. Comes off the heart, goes to the left. Mm. It goes down the chest gives off branches and then goes through the aortic hiatus, through the diaphragm and into the abdomen. Well, if most of the blood loss internally was from the abdominal portion, if you just put your fist on the aorta and, and squeeze it down, then whatever blood she has and whatever anesthesia is giving her blood, you know, 
crystalloid, you know, FFP, fresh frozen plasma, is at least staying up here. It's perfusing her heart and her brain hmm. until we maybe maybe get you know a handle on the sure. massive hemorrhage. Well, we never did because we couldn't because everything was just dog meat, unfortunately. And you know, in, in a time like that, you know, you, I always look back and go, well, you know. Why couldn't we have just tied off all of the vessels to the liver? Well, it's not so easy. You know, of course, you can't live without a liver, but at least if we could save her life and get her over this, then we can fly her off to some transplant center. That's mm. all pie in the sky. I don't know that that's ever actually been done. But when somebody is that badly damaged, all of your landmarks in your anatomy is gone. You don't know where anything is. And um, so it's not like opening up, you know, a pristine body and going, well, here's the liver, let's take the ligaments down, and there's the, you know, there's the retrohepatic cava, here's the aorta, here's the, you know, the hepatic vessels. Wow. Now, you can't see jack shit. The difference is, you know, like going for a walk in the park versus going for a walk on Phuket Island the day after the tsunami. It's like, mm. pfft, wow. done. And uh, so we're losing her. And uh, the attending said to me, well, we're going to close. And I said, well, what? maybe we should just pack, you know, pack, 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 you know, just fill her belly with packing. You know, I was kind of a naive, yeah. wishful, you know, prayerful thought. And they're like, yeah, mm, yeah, no. Um, John, take your hand out. And I was like, I was like this. And they said, John, you want to? You want to go down to the morgue with your hand in her abdomen? Take your hand out. Mm. I refused to take my hand out as they were closing. And one guy closed from her sternum down to my hand. And the other guy closed from the pubic bone up to my arm. Mm. And then when I got there, they both looked at me and they kind of said, Hey, listen, this mm. isn't the first time and this isn't going to be the last. Please take your arm out. Wow. And I did. I took my arm out, and they—they they, these were just big Frankenstein whip stitches to close yeah, to the abdomen. Yeah. And I thought she was going to die expediently. And after we got out of our blood-soaked gear, I sat on one of the OR chairs, and I just watched her, and I watched the monitor. And, she, you know, she was a thin 16-and-a-half-year-old girl, and sure. her precordial impulse where you can see her heart going was going... Boom, 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 boom. And all I could do was just stare at that. Then I'd look up at the monitor, then stare at her heart, and look up at the monitor and stare at her heart. And wow. I was running her whole life in my head. You know, she was born, she's six months, she's a year. There's her first birthday party. Now she's three, she's five, she's in kindergarten. She's in grammar school. Oh, my God. She graduates grammar school. Now she's in high school, and the parents have so many aspirations as she does and her grandmothers and her aunts and it all just came in on me and I sat there for just short of an hour and then her impulses started to elongate doom 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 and of course I was correlating it with widened widened sure. PQRST waves and you can see on the the uh, EKG monitor everything starts to widen, mm. which means electrophysiologic dysfunction. And now it's like only one wide beat. 
every like 10 seconds. And then it was. And all I could think of was her parents don't have a clue. Her parents think that we're going to come out and say, you know, wow, you know, thank God you got her in, but uh, she should be fine. No. Her parents are going to get a chat and we're going to say, we're so sorry, we've done everything we can. Your daughter's internal injuries were so devastating, they weren't compatible with life. What's the punchline of the story? The school board president that was at the meeting was the one that was drunker than a fucking skunk and jumped the curb and hit them and killed them. Ay, 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 are you freaking kidding me? That's the punchline. That's a true story. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, my that happened to and my... And he couldn't, he couldn't hooch it up and get shit-faced from the time the meeting ended to the time he hit them because it was only a matter of minutes. Yeah. He had to be at that meeting sloshed, Before, during. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I got trauma stories. I could, I could talk. I could do 10 hours of trauma stories. You know, my... Uh, have you ever lost anybody in a car accident, John? Friends? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one we talked about the other day was that's just the one that comes off the yeah. top of my head. I lost my cousin Joey. Uh, we were talking one week about working out together. She was 19 years old. I think it was 21. And the next week, you know, car accident. Seven people involved in two cars. Six people walked away. He was dead. And, uh, you know, telling the story about, you know, telling those parents, uh, my uncle and aunt were never the same after that. I mean, uh, you know, losing a child, it's just, it just ain't right. No. You know, it's just not right. Well, and then, you know, and they became very religious. They were religious before that, but then they actually went more towards God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then that age-old question always comes in, well, if there is a God, why doesn't he stop this, you know, from happening? Right. Until you, until you leave that kind of mentality far, far, far in your rear view mirror, no pun intended, mm -hmm. and you realize that that's a 101 question. That's, that's positing a 101, it's a 101 supposition. Mm -hmm. that people who say that, and I say this very reverently and sincerely and lovingly, they, it's really, a, it's a 101 mentality. You know, I remember getting into a scrap with a with a Facebook friend going back about seven years, eight years ago, you know, because I used to post quotes of the saints every day. Mm. And he started to chide me and troll me. And I'm like, you know, what the mm, is it with this guy? Like, he just, you know, he he's one of those dark mother son of a guns that mm. just can't let me be me. He has to challenge me. Yeah. And he gets into, and, and he couldn't wait to try to drag me publicly into his, into his fire. Sure. And he was hoping that friends of his that felt the same way would jump in and try to catch me in a crossfire. And I said to him, I said, you know what, you, you think of the universe and you think of what I would call the creator, God, whatever name you want to call for that entity that you may or may not believe in. And you want to hold that entity responsible for what we do as human beings in an imperfect world. Mm. I said, that's, that's your first 
regrettable yet understandable mistake. So God isn't here. God's not the head lifeguard in the swimming pool of life with the big whistle. Sit down. No running. You're benched. You know, that's not how it works. This is a this is a classroom of hard fucking knocks. And we are meant to be challenged. Uh, one of them, Christian or not, a follower of Jesus Christ or not, pick two or three people of history, historically on this planet, that were progenitors of the light. We can argue who they were, but I would agree that everyone all over the world probably has heard of Jesus of Nazareth. And I would call that person, son of Mary and uh, Joseph, I would call Miriam and Joseph, I would call him top of the lot, top of the lot for me. Jews don't, they laugh at that. The Muslims regard him, but you know, you know, the, I think that their, their appointed deity is the, the blessed prophet Muhammad. For people who follow Jesus, it's Jesus. Indians, you know, have Krishna and Babaji and, and whatnot. And I don't really know the nuances and whether they're equals. Buddhists, it's, you know, it's Gautama Buddha and his reincarnations. That's who the present uh, Dalai Lama is, the re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-
Yeah, well, he got caught, and he had to apologize and, and bow down the one time. And I think now he finally made it to the top in his eyes, and he's feeling that power. You know when you, like, a subordinate becomes, like, a manager and he's not qualified, and he runs amok? And you're like, that's, what the hell is this guy doing? Well, it seems like it seems. It seems like in a concrete, like right here in your face yeah. way. It seems like that's what we're witnessing. Yeah, I, I think that Joe Biden was that kind of loose cannon, often inebriated, altered state guy at at the party, mm. and people of the party. No pun intended knew that he was crazy and knew that he wasn't the most eloquent of individuals, but he got dirty deeds done. Kind of like, you know, a, a really good mafia capo. Well, you know, like he got, he got, he got, he made money and he swung ugly, ugly deals because he has no remorse. He's got no empathy. He's got no sense of compassion for anybody. He's here in service to himself and if he can bolster and edify the the crooked powerful people that he knows were watching him over the years then ultimately somebody multiple people owed at least him or factions that bought him through they owed him the presidency because i fully believe that when someone becomes the president it's one of two things either a lot of powerful people owe that guy or that gal they owe him so like no matter what come hell or high water they're gonna make it an ostensible effort to get that person paid back by putting him in the white house now before he became the president he was doing good for all of the pond scum in the pond you know the the, the swamp creatures that's why he's president the other aspect because there's two aspects. The other aspect is he's the most coercible because he's so easily blackmailed mm. because he's done so many heinous things and they probably have it all dead to rights. They've got photos and and all sorts of, of evidence that he's the massive scumbag that he is. And by the way, that's how a lot of the secret societies uh, proceed. When you get your swear in, you have to be legacied in or somebody has to swear for you. And they make you do things that people witness so that one day when they come to you, hmm. if you say no, you're going to get outed. You're yeah. going to get outed and then you'll probably end up dead or discredited. Your life will be ruined, ruined. There's people, John, uh, saying, uh, on, I listen to the radio all day, uh, certain, try and listen to a couple of different stations. And they're saying that he's just doing what Obama's telling him to do. They oh, I, I believe that. I, I don't think it's just Obama. Because remember, Soros and his fucking gaggle of goons were telling Obama what to do. Yeah. And you know how many times he was in Obama's White House over eight years? It was nine times. Nine times. That right. we know of. That we, well, that we know of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, that yeah. enemy is to society. So, so I, I can't even, you know, I I knew that I was up late last night. And I knew that there wouldn't be any positive reaction well. videos to the, to that speech until today, <laughs> later today, tomorrow, most likely today, because they want to, you know, gather what they're going to say and boom, and and then come out with it. But 
it was so, it was so um, disturbing to me that anybody could say the shit that he was saying and still be getting the, the scripted cheers from the, the kangaroo court. This is just like, you know, just as, this is just like the, the Sanhedrin and the, and the Hebrews of the day when Pilate presented Jesus in the courtyard. They held Jesus' followers out and they backfilled that courtyard with Pharisee followers who were going to say, free Barabbas, crucify Jesus. Mm. It, was a done, it was a done deal. It was done bearing deal. false witness against your neighbor. Wow. Uh, if you want to know what did Donald Trump do to be hated so viciously by the left that they want him dead, what did Jesus Christ do to make the people of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and their followers, what did he do that was so bad that they wanted him dead? Well, Some things haven't changed in over 2,000 years. Was Jesus perfect? Well, he was a lot more perfect than Donald J. Trump, that's for sure. But I was going to say you're comparing, you're saying no, Donald J. No, J. Trump is a modern-day Jesus Christ. Well, no, it's, the, it's that metaphorical yeah, yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. the story Teasing. that... Yeah. that that they, I mean, I admit, I've never had disdain for anyone in my entire life like I did for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. But did I, I want her dead? No. Jeez, no, I just wanted her to, to cut her shit. Yeah. I wanted her to just come a little bit toward the center and be transparent and a little bit altruistic for the people. But that was apparently... Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Never, never, never going to happen. Nope. Well, I have said it in prior podcasts, John, that Trump, Donald J. Trump, 45, a special, takes a special person to take the beat and he's taken. Say what you want about him, good, bad, indifferent, he's yellow, he's orange, his hair. I mean, the beating this man. That is all a little bit weird. It is. Uh, like, that, they couldn't get anybody to, to colorize him better than yeah, he is. <laughs> I know, like the real white eyeballs. I mean, yeah, but, but the, and he loves himself. I mean, talk about a guy that loves himself. Um, but you could, who else would take that beating? They put, tried to give me the virus. <laughs> <laughs> they put, I mean, he literally put his life on hold of Golf Course and Melania and his family, grandkids. Had everything to live for. You know, life was easy. He could have just rode it out, you know, trotted on his horse, galloped into the sunset. But no, he wants a, he's in for a fight. And he's taking yeah. a beating after right. beating. Six, seven years right. of beatings. Well, I tell you what. Let me just say this. Wow. Because it's almost time for some, attempt, some attempt at alchemizing. Okay. Um, I always say let the chips fall where they may. I've heard and you if, say that. And if we... If we find out that Donald J. Trump is truly and sincerely guilty of all of these heinous things that the left is trying to say he is, if he is, mm. then I say let the chips fall where they may. For instance, right now, I caught glimpses and little whispers of his son-in-law is in some kind of big-ass trouble for something. I don't know enough to say what it is. Stay tuned, because maybe we'll do that on, on the next episode. But it's it's funny how different people just fall on different sides of the center aisle. And the people who fall to the right of the aisle 
it's it's they've, they've got those uh, you know uh, Rowdy Ronnie Pi- Piper Piper yeah. remember that movie what the hell was it called they they live among us or they walk among us and they put those dark glasses on and they were like these horrible like, zombies zombie ghouls that were evil but if you took the glasses off you oh. everybody looked okay mm. you know and I feel like people on the right of the aisle have those special glasses for not everybody on the left. I love Tulsi Gabbard. But most of those fools, fools on the left, I can see right through them. Then the people on the left have a pair of their own glasses that can see all of the fools on the right, and they're the monsters. And so you ha- I have to, I respect that, because it, it can't be so black and white. There's no way. I just don't believe it's that black and white. So in that sense, I hope to God, I hope to God that we're, you know, that we're, um, I hope to God that the people that have been surrounding Trump, the good people, not the turncoats, not the rhinos, Mm. not the double agents, not the black hats that look like they're wearing a white hat. I hope that they're sincere because Biden's, the title of Biden's speech last night was something about you know, speaking for the for the heart, soul of the soul city, of, soul, of, soul of the nation. Of, of the nation. That fucker has no soul. Should be yeah, it should be soulless you know of who the nation. Owns his soul, Lucifer. There's That's no who doubt owns about it. Soul. That's one evil Alchemizing? dude. Alchemizing. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive those. I forgot. I'm so caught up. trespass against us. Say it, Phil. You're putting me on the spot. Our Father in heaven, holy be thy name. Thy kingdom (laughs) come, thy will will be be done done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins or trespasses as we forgive those who trespass trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver, and deliver us, us from, from evil. Biden. I mean, deliver us from <laughs> evil. Amen. And that's my alchemization. I love it. Today. How many yeah. times have I said the uh, Our Father? Prayer? Seven Lord's billion prayer? times? About seven billion times. Amen. It's that age so, thing. And listen. John, thank you. Happy, what, what weekend is this? Labor Day weekend. It's the Labor Day weekend. To all your laborious people. Do not drink and drive. Never. If you're going to drink. Be kind to your liver and your brain. Be kind. Mm. And uh, at least you still have a liver. But if you drink and drive, a little cirrhosis you might, smash, you that, might yeah. smash your liver and then somebody opens your belly in a trauma center and they say, Ouch. Take take your hand off their aorta. Yeah. Don't let that don't let that happen to you. No. Um, I pray there's there's two people. There's there's two factions that I was thinking of praying for today that I beseech you all to pray for. Pray for Joseph Biden. Pray for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And I mean that because if anybody needs a whole load of loving heavenly light poured on top of him, it's him. Pray for Biden. The other faction that I would ask you to pray for would be the poor souls that are living under horrible oppression by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, the people that are locked into their high-rise concrete apartments that have no clean water and have no medicine and they can't get out of their compound because they're gated in, God help those people. 
pray for Joe Biden and pray for the people that are being oppressed by the Communist Party in China. Amen, Phil. Amen. Well, John, great job. Thank you for that episode. It was a lot of fun, a lot of seriousness there, you know, on, on a Friday. But, hey, sometimes you got to go there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all part of this game. If you like what we're doing on The Jersey Alchemist, press like, press subscribe, and, or did I say? Share. 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 Till next time, people. Okay. Peace. God bless. God, God bless, bless everybody. I did say that. God bless with a capital G. Ha! Mm.